Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. We did it, we did it together, and uh, it's just so exciting for me to just be a part of this with them, with all the 11 other players. It's truly an experience that I will cherish forever. Taking you beyond the ropes. Whatever you think is possible for you, or, or even what's not possible, you know, beyond your wildest dreams, go for it. You know, just go for it and think big and believe in yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Unforgettable stories. He's hit some putts with it, so he gets his phone out and he just takes a picture of the grip and down the putter and doesn't say anything and he just pings it to Tiger. And of course, Tiger pinged him right back like, what in the hell are you doing with my putter? Do not touch <laughs> that putter. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome to the program, one and all. Hope you guys are having a good, a safe time as yet as the world has stopped spinning and we're all trying to figure out where to go from here. Obviously, we hear more and more ominous news reports on a daily basis and I'm hoping as much as you take in the information responsibly and, and process it as you need to, that you also have an opportunity to get away from it to some extent and free your mind up and relax just a little bit uh, because there is so much stress and anxiety, uh, people very afraid, rightfully so, of what the future holds because, frankly, none of us really know for sure. Cool show planned for you today. Welcome, by the way, from wherever around the world you're joining us in the United States or any place else around the globe. We truly have a global player joining us now. And the ascent of Eric Van Royen has been an impressive one. I mean, you can go back to even if I go back to 2019, tied for fifth at the Czech Masters, tied for third at the Zimbabwe Open, a fifth place at the Maiden in Denmark, tied for third at the Golf Classic Grand Finale, a tied for second at the Commercial Bank Qatar Masters, second at the Joburg Open, fourth at the Irish Open, tied for second, Trophy Hassan Du, first at the Hainan Open, tied for eighth at the PGA Championship, first at the IF Africa PGA Championship, tied for second at the Turkish Airlines Open, first at the Scandinavian Invitation, and Tied for third at the World Golf Championships, Mexico Championship. I was just giving you top finishes there. All of them are very impressive indeed when you look through his ranking. Consider the fact that his ranking was well into the 100s. In fact, I can go back to the end of 2018, and it was on the upper half of the 100s. And now he has worked his way all the way to 42nd in the world. And you get very much the sense that this is just the beginning for this 30-year-old. He's reached the fillet of his career, and and we're excited to talk to him about this ascent and this pathway as he joins us here in Fairways of Life. Eric, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much. That was that was fun to listen to some of those accomplishments. Yeah, absolutely, and they're all your accomplishments. Has the ascent been, has the path been as quick as you wanted it to be, are you willing to say I'm where I need to be right now? I honestly think I I, I am where I need to be. Um, to be you know to be candid, I as a kid you've got these dreams of of what you're going to achieve one day and um, where you'd like to be. Um, 
you know, if I go back 10 or 15 years, I probably would have wanted to be, have achieved maybe a little bit more. But that said, I'm, I'm, I also now have a little bit more of understanding of, you know, how key patience is, is in this game or in life and that everything doesn't happen overnight. Um, and I, again, I think I'm exactly where I need to be. When you were a kid growing up in South Africa and you had these dreams, who were you beating and what was the tournament that you were winning in your fantasy mind? Oh, um, Tiger. I mean, <laughs> I was a kid watching him watching him play and um, it was always, for some reason, you know, a guy like Tiger or, or, or Ernie, you know, someone I looked up to a lot, especially being South African. Um, and, I mean, we've all done it. We've all been on on a on a practice putting green with with a little ten footer to win, and it was always against one of those guys. You are you're the oldest of three, if I remember correctly, right? I'm I'm the middle one. I'm the middle one. Oh, yeah. oh you're the middle one. So who's older than you? A brother or sister? So I've got an older brother. Um, he's got his own family in in South Africa. A uh, little girl and a little boy, and then I've got oh, a younger great. sister who's who's bound to get married in October this year. Oh, good! Congratulations on that too. How much did that family dynamic define you as a person? How would you describe what that whole family scene was like for you as a kid? Yeah, we were all really close, uh, and we still are. It's obviously a little little different now that I'm living overseas. Um, but you know, my my granddad used to play golf. My dad still does. My brother played, you know, more competitively than I did at one point. Um, and I guess the bug never really bit my, my sister or my mom. But, um, yeah, we're all really close. And, and you know, whenever we, we get together for Christmas or, or, you know, Easter or whenever it may be, it's always a, a fun event. What's it like for you, Eric? Eric Van Royen's our guest. What's it like for you when you go home? Is it uh, you know the, the the great conqueror has come home and it's and it's a lot of glory for you everywhere you go in town or is it somewhat more subdued and, and it, you're able to chill a little bit? Um, <laughs> definitely not the conqueror, at least not yet. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I'm comparing myself to people like Ernie or Gary Player, and there's still people, <laughs> you know, the, the kinds of names that people still hold in high regard back home. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is quite short. Um, so you know, my we usually over Christmas times in December. It's summertime in South Africa, so you know the whole family gets together. It's a big family gathering, and we're all just hanging out. Who do you credit with getting you started in golf? Then would it be your grandfather or your dad? Probably a combination of both. Um, you know, we used to go to my grandparents' house over Christmas and. He played, and we'd fool around with his clubs, and had quite a big backyard. So we'd take his sandwich or lob wedge and chip around and have some fun. And then when my dad was 38, he was, so he was quite old when he started. Um, he started playing, and then I was eight years old at the time. You know, go to the driving range with him and my brother, and we'd use his clubs to hit. And um, so probably more my dad, but but I vividly remember moments where. You know, the three of us would go out and play together, and it was quite fun. Did your your golf swing, did that come to you naturally, or did someone work on that? I guess I'm trying to figure out if there's something in the water in South Africa that produces these beautiful golf swings. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it as well, because um, we've had quite a few golfers, especially for, you know, a relatively small country. Um, 
I don't know. I, I I never had a lesson up until I was 14 years old. I, I turned 14 and my dad took me to my first lesson, this lady down in George, South Africa, and um, kind of just went from there. Didn't really make any major changes um, until I got to college, to be honest. Um, you know, I went to University of Minnesota and that off season, they're like, look, we've, we're going to have to make a few changes. First of all, you're going to have to get in the gym because was 6'2", probably 165 or something, so it was a stick. Um, hmm. So I got in the gym, and, and we started making some, some swing changes. So that was really the first time in my life that, that we addressed stuff like that, you know. Um, and then for the last sort of year and a half, or 18 months, I've been working with um, that guy named Doug Wood from South Africa as well, and, and you know, that's, that's really made a big difference in my game. When you decided, you mentioned going to the University of Minnesota, a golden gopher. How did that happen for you? How did a kid from South Africa decide to go to college in Minnesota? Well, I had a, I had a buddy, or oh, still my friend, Dylan Fratelli, who, who's a, playing on tour, and he went to yeah. University of Texas. And, um, you know, at, at the time, he, he just won World Juniors maybe the year before, and he was a name in junior golf, and... Um, I really honestly didn't achieve the things that he did up until that point. So I really, I really wasn't sure that the U S was the route I wanted to take. I knew I wanted to play golf for a living, but I, my dad was, was quite adamant that I needed to get um, something behind my name, you know, something post high school. Um, Mm -hmm. And when we started thinking about it, I was like, look, you know, you, you, you can, you can study through, through the post in South Africa or online, but to be honest, I know myself, if I'm going to play golf full time, there's no way I'm going to be studying online or, or studying through the, the mail, you know. Um, and he's like, OK, well, in that case, the U.S. is the way to go. And um, I got a few offers from a few schools and, and Minnesota was one of them. And after my visit there, I, I honestly fell in love with the place. Uh, that, that said, it was it was the end of May. University was closed. Um, everything was blooming. It was green and warm. Um, it was a bit of a shock my first winter, but to be <laughs> honest, I love my four years there. I'd go back in a heartbeat. Is it in some way a reflection of the character of Eric Van Royen that you would go so many thousands and thousands of miles away from home and you would do it with an open heart and an open mind and come away from it saying there were four years that, that you would never trade. Is it common for you to be able to step into a situation and not be overcome by the fear of the unknown? Um, I think that's definitely changed over the years. You know, uh, going to Minnesota was pretty scary. I mean, I'm, I'm 18 years old, still relatively young. Um, I'm, I'm for, for the first time out of my parents' house, it was a small town. Um, but, you know, so that first year was tough. But uh, looking back, it was one of the greatest greatest decisions I've made in my life um, because it taught me, you know, how to stand on my own two feet. I matured quite a lot in, those, in that four-year period. And it brought me to the place where I'm now where I'm okay to be thrown in the deep end and, and like you said, to be, you know, the unknown and, I'm okay with that. How did you end up? I know you were you took uh, business marketing with a minor yeah. in management. How did you? Was that was that your dad's influence saying, "Dude, you got to you got to make sure you graduate with something behind your name," as you said, so just in case you have a fallback. Yeah, I, I think so. He definitely um, he definitely played a role in that. You know, I, I 
in South Africa, people go in, in, in a few very specific directions after high school. You know, you either become an accountant or obviously, you know, this is a generalization, but you either become an accountant or an engineer or, or a doctor or, you know, something along those lines. Um, so, but I really didn't want to do any of those things. So my dad's like, look, go get some sort of broad business degree. And um, at least then you've got something behind your name. And, and if this thing doesn't work out the way we'd like it to, you know, because all dreams don't come true, then, then at least I'll know a little bit about the world and how it works and maybe I'll find my way. Do you truly believe in your heart, Eric Van Royen, that all dreams don't come true with everything you've accomplished so far in this path you're on? Um, all dreams don't come true. I think that's, I think I can honestly say that. However, I think it's so important to dream and to dream big because, you know, for me, I still have a dream to, to achieve and accomplish a lot of things in this game. Um, and without those dreams, I wouldn't have the motivation to chase it. You know, at the end of the day, for me, I fell in love not so much with the fact of being this incredible golfer, but, but of, of, of trying to get better every day as a golfer and as a person. Um, so I think it's incredible. I think it's incredibly important to have that dream, but then to kind of fall in love with the journey of trying to chase that. I got a couple things I can't wait to get to, to you with. One of them is yeah. when you do a Google search for your name, one of the one of the subjects that comes up, I'm not kidding you, is Eric Van Royen pants. <laughs> Why? I'm not kidding you. Why is that happening? Why are your trousers oh, attracting th that level of attention? Honestly, that's <laughs> the weird world we live in these days, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gracing the the. the um, the people that sponsor me, the company that sponsor me, um, my clothing, they, I used to be with Nike and, and Grayson came to me and said, look, we've got this amazing product. We want you to try it. And, and I tried on the joggers and I absolutely loved it. And, you know, it's really funny. People are either in love with it or they absolutely hate it. Um, and I like it that way because it gets a lot of attention. Um, and, I don't know. It's, it's it's a little bit different than than your everyday khakis. That, <laughs> you know, quite frankly, I don't like that much. So, um, yeah, it's 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 been quite the rage the last few years for some reason. I always wondered if when I see those, if if your ankles burn, if you have to put sunscreen on your ankles. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I've had to. <laughs> it's funny. So my my caddy my caddy is one of my best friends and. Um, he gave me a little bit of stick for it a few times because I started getting this tan line, kind of like a little farmer's tan on my ankle. And I was like, damn, I'm going to have to do something about that. So I started rubbing a little bit of sunscreen on my arms, my, you know, my, your face, your neck, where you always kind of do it. And then my ankles were included in that process. I love it. Now, here's a, here's another thing that I picked up through social media that, I want to share with the world. You guys are obviously familiar with the Beatles song, Let It Be. Uh, Eric Van Royen, do you know what that song is actually about? Um, I mean, kind of. I, I can, not really. I don't, know, I don't know why they wrote it, per se, but I mean, I can kind of figure out what it's about. 
Well, the reason why Paul McCartney wrote it was because he lost his mother as a teenager. And when he sings, Mother Mary comes to me, he's actually singing about his own mother, Mary, who comes to him in dreams and gives him counsel and gives him love and gives him support when he's bothered by something. So he actually wrote this incredibly emotional song about it. Folks, listen to this. You are about to hear Eric Van Royen playing, not George Harrison, Eric Van Royen playing lead on the Beatles' Let It Be. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Was that your wife cheering for you in the background? That's my wife cheering me on. <laughs> How awesome is that, brother? Yeah, that's it's, honestly, it makes it even more cool knowing why he wrote that song. That's really special. Yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that story when I heard it, and I was like, I got to remember to tell Eric what that was all about. When did you get into playing guitars, and when did you learn to shred it like that? Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Jimi Hendrix. Um, but <laughs> I, I started playing uh, when I started high school. So we started high school in eighth grade back home, and um, I've always wanted to play guitar. You know, I grew up in, in our house. My dad he used to listen, you know, still listen to people like Neil Young, Mark Knopfler, the Beatles, Rolling Stones. So I grew up listening to rock and roll and always wanted to play. And when I was 14, I finally had the chance to, to have a few lessons and just kind of went from there. Oh, it's amazing, dude. It's absolutely amazing. All right. So this was from today. This is, again, Eric Van Royen kind of like taking it, chilling it, staying off the streets, staying away, you know, social distancing, all the the stuff we're supposed to do for responsibility, but he can't tear it up with some Foo Fighters. Book him right now, Eric Van Roy, and tear it up. So <laughs> how important has that guitar been to you as, you as you did your travels? You went through school. You're out on tour. At times, what could be obviously a lonely pursuit, how important has that voice been for you? Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, 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 you know, it's obviously an important hobby. And what's great about it is it completely gets me away from the game of golf into this whole another world. Um, and, you know, the higher you climb this ladder, the more focus is on your game and the more people criticize the little things you do. And um, I think the more important it is for, 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 for us all to have that thing or whatever it might be to really get your mind away from your job, really. So um, I remember my roommate in college getting quite upset with me and um, learning new songs and getting irritated, but um, yeah, it's been a part of me for a long time. 
That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. The, you know, another part of you in terms of the impression one would have in viewing you from the outside era, Fen Ryan, is that you are a very confident person, that you have an internal self-belief that's help, that helps to propel yeah. you. You talked about it earlier in terms of reaching your goals. Are you cognizant of that? Is that something you helped to hone over the years? Has that developed as you continued your march? Um, I guess my brother, my brother, as you know, when we were really young, always said someone's going to punch me in the face one day for being too cocky. Um, that hasn't happened yet, and and I I don't really view myself as a cocky person, but. Um, I think that self-confidence has always been there. You know, I've I've got belief in my abilities. I've I've got belief in the person that I am. Um, I think, honestly, I think if you don't have that, you know, no one else is gonna is gonna you know be your your biggest cheerleader. You've got to be that guy. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always been there, and and you know, it's something you've also I think constantly got to work on. Um, when you tee it up for the first time in your first major championship, there's a lot that goes through your head. There's there's nerves, there's doubts, there's questions that you ask of yourself. Um, but yeah, if, if, if I, I think if that self belief wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have reached the heights that I have thus far. How important is keeping a positive mental mindset as well? Is that something that you work on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and what's great is that it's something you can work on. It's not something everybody is born with, or I don't think it's something you are born with. It's something that can be instilled. Um, you know, to kind of come back to Kobe Bryant, obviously didn't grow up watching basketball in South Africa, but having spent many years in the U.S. now, I watched him play a little bit through college and, and then retired. But, you know, that mindset is is something you can learn and and something you can work on every day so um you know everybody it's comments that that kind of rub me the wrong way is people saying oh look at that guy you know he's just got it all or or look at how much talent he has yeah he's got he's got a lot of talent but um to be number one in the world i can promise you that guys worked his tail off to get there not just on on his technique you know being basketball, being the best dribbler or being the best three-point shooter, but also to be confident and have that self-belief. The great Gary player, one one of your country's great heroes, a a hero of of the game and a hero of the world of sport. He once told me, Eric, that in a three foot putt in majors, you relive your sins. That was his quote. Is that true? (laughs) Well, I've had a few three footers um in a few majors now and and um I've had a few three footers a couple of weeks ago in Mexico that I needed to make and some crazy things go through your mind. Um your your hands shake a little bit. Um I mean you're you're in the moment so it's, you're not always super aware of what's going on around you, but crazy things happen. <laughs> That finish at the World Golf Championships, Mexico Championship, where you shot or tied a course record 62 Mm. on Friday, you end up finishing tied for third. How important is that now that you've had a a few weeks to look back on it, especially now during this quiet time? How important was that finish? Um, Massively important. Obviously, I would have loved to win that tournament. Um, You know, 
we're all competitors. Um, we're all we're all playing this game to be the best and, and to win. And, and I was I was obviously happy with the fact that I finished so well in a big event. But at the same time, I wasn't there trying to finish third. I was there trying to win the tournament. Um, but I took so much confidence from that. Confidence from that, you know. I mean, shooting shooting nine under on Friday was phenomenal. Um, being in contention throughout the whole weekend. I think I was tied for the lead with nine holes to play. There's, there's just a ton of things that I can take moving forward. Um, you know, my game's in great shape. It's a pity I, that the players got cancelled for simply because of that. But obviously, I, I also agree that it was the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, again, I took so much confidence from that week. Are you able to keep your game sharp during this forced hiatus? Well, I haven't touched the club since since Thursday of the players. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the time off is is a good thing as well. It's it's obviously a little bit forced, but um, you know, I think I found out yesterday that the PJ Tour cancelled a few more events. So, yes. I don't know for how long this is going to go on. Um, you know, luckily the golf courses here are still open um, down in Florida, so I'll probably be able to grab a game with some of the guys down here. And, and I think we're all kind of in the same boat where. We're going to take a week or two off, and then we have to sharpen up again because we just don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, and when it's going to get started. So, Eric Van Royen, I just want to ask you a couple more questions, the last of which will be about who your sponsors are, just so you're aware that it's coming, because I think we owe it to you, and I'm sure you feel that you owe it to them to let the world know who you're associated with, spread some love for what they do for you. The first thing I want to ask you, though, is that given the stage that you are now on, you are a global golfer a global citizen Mm -hmm. you represent obviously yourself and who you associate yourself with every day that you're Mm -hmm. out in in public what do you want the message of the eric van royen brand to be um i guess that that hard work and dreaming big can get you places um you know that's certainly what i've done it hasn't been a a quick succession you know people maybe maybe think it has seeing that they've only sort of now gotten to know me but i mean i've been working hard since i've turned 14 um you know and i think that hard work patience a good mental attitude can can really do make dreams come true Awesome. And I, I, I know, no, I know no. that sounds, I know that sounds cheesy. <laughs> the minute it left my mind, I, I heard that. But I mean, it, it's just the truth. That's how it is. I think you look at guys like Rory, you know, and what he's achieved. It all started with him dreaming to be the best player in the world one day. So, um, yeah. We I mentioned to you that I was going to ask you about sponsors because I. I and I do it because I think it's important to give them exposure uh, because they help you do your stuff. Who are who have Certainly. you aligned yourself with and why? So I'm with Callaway. I'm actually with a few different sponsors at the moment. Um, I'm with Callaway. They're, they're my equipment sponsor. Um, I'm with Grayson Clothiers, my, my clothing. Um, I'm with Echo, golf shoes. Um, with Omega, um, which just came on board now a few months ago. Um, and then a private equity firm in London called Equistone is a guy I've gotten to know the last few years. Um, and to be honest, I'm, I'm with these sponsors because I feel like they're, they're the best in the business um, and what they do. Um, Callaway makes incredible equipment. I think we all know that. 
and Grayson Clothiers is a is a clothing company that came that was started maybe four or five years ago. They're up in New York City. Um, they've got a few guys out on tour currently wearing their th- their, their their clothes, and it's really high quality stuff. Um, and then brands like Omega, I think it's you know the name kind of speaks for itself. It's I'd like to be regarded as as uh, a world class player as as a as a world class guy, and and I think these aligning myself with brands like that kind of speaks for itself. It does, and all of it speaks for who Eric Van Royen is and the ascent that you are on. We're very excited to watch it. We wish you the very, very best during this break, and absolutely when we get going again, and we look forward to following your successes, Eric. Thank you for the time. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Cheers. Awesome stuff from Eric Van Royen. I I anticipated that that would be a fun interview and that we would all enjoy learning more about him. And if it's like a lot of times when we have these conversations – we end up getting tweets and texts and social media messages from people later on going, hey, he just got a new fan, and I hope he got a lot of new fans because Eric Van Royen's a pretty cool guy indeed. BenHoganGolf.com, please log on there. They are the people that help us do what we do, and they're going to help you do what you want to do, and that is to play better golf. Their new icon, Players Iron, is awesome. It is a work of art. Check it out. Don't discount yourself and say that's not for me yet. Check it out beautiful forge club because it's been designed in such a way that it will help everybody play better if you still want perimeter weighted but you want that buttery feel of forge check out the ptx pro irons those ptx pro irons are the irons that we're giving to everybody that goes to french lick with us this summer on our listeners trip yes custom fit forged irons part of the trip that's why we're so excited about you guys being treated like a tour pro when you're hanging out with hall of famers and you're playing golf courses of legends and hall of famers in their own right and you're hanging out at a beautiful resort like the french lick resort so benhogangolf.com and frenchlick.com to check out our two sponsors in that regard also golf ball that you're going to be playing make sure it's right for you v fit at bridgestonegolf.com is that you send them a video Have your buddy video you from the different angles just like that. It's easy. They tell you exactly what to do. And when it goes to Bridgestone, it's not going into some algorithm or some computer or some AI. It's going to a person. And that person looks at it, does all the analysis and analyzing that needs to be done. He gets back and says, here's where we think you should go. You deserve to know. BridgestoneGolf.com. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up after these words. Stay with us on this Thursday. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today.
It's no secret that FootJoy Flex has been one of the best-selling shoes in the game for the last few years. You can literally wear these things anywhere. Well, they now have a version that's completely redesigned and fully waterproof. It's called the Flex XP. You can wear these to and from work, hit a bucket of balls at the range, play 18 of them, wear them into the clubhouse, or out to dinner. Many have tried this type of versatile shoe in the past, but leave it to FootJoy to elevate the category. Now you can start flexing with the all-new Flex XP. Learn more about Flex XP at FootJoy. If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, La Hinch, and Ballybunion, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Thursday. Matt Adams here with you. Dominic Scarano is behind the glass. I hope you guys are doing okay. Hope everybody's doing okay. We're doing a test this afternoon to do uh, shows, you know, like our morning drive shows. And I'm not sure where Golf Channel will distribute it, if it'll be in the Golf Channel platforms only or whether we'll go through social media as well. I don't know where we use the technology that we have in our particular houses. Now, I'm not sure how many of the staff have the technology that we've got in our houses, Dom, for example. I've got a studio and you've got an entire audio a studio available to you. Well, that's what everybody's doing on all the sports networks. They don't have a choice because of the circumstances. Everyone's. Just, How's it working? How does it look? Oh, it's hilarious because it's all it's all going back to uh, the arcade. Like Wayne's World. No, yeah, exactly. It really is. It's it's all going back to to how we started in our industry on the radio side with nothing but a microphone. So yeah. leading up to before the virus, everybody had made things into TV shows and everything was like all, you know, ADD and graphics every four seconds and this, that, and the other. And it was just whole production. And now you have people like Colin Coward and, and, and people like um, on, on the other shows on Fox Sports 1 and on, e- on ESPN as well, the radio networks. They literally just went back to their homes because they had to because most of those, most of the organizations shut down their, their operations like Golf Channel did for the most part. And uh, they just put up like a sheet like he has a like if you watch Colin Coward on television, he has like a sheet behind his desk or whatever. It's like a bed sheet that says Fox Sports or whatever, and he's just talking. And they just put like it looks like it's an iPad camera or whatever. 
And the same, and this is like you know on these massive sports networks, ESPN's the same thing. If you watch their NFL coverage, because the NFL didn't shut down, um, and there's been lots of big free agent news, so they've had to had they've had to have all their little uh, experts on and the pundits, and they're all at their homes. So you got guys sitting there. They got little girls with footballs like running through the screen, and like Dan Orlovsky. Jimmy Fallon old, did. Oh yeah, they did got Dan. Know I I know it's everywhere. And then Dan Orlovsky show he did like a behind the scenes thing on his Twitter of what his quote ESPN setup was. It was literally an iPod on a tripod with a bed sheet over the windows and what looked like a deck chair. <laughs> And then he was like, I'm, look, I'm not even wearing pants and I got flip-flops on. I'm liking this new setup. <laughs> and I mean, the only, and the, the, the funny part for me as a producer is it shows you how good um, the quality of production is before and after situations like this. So if you're watching closely today and tomorrow and over the coming days, if you're watching yeah. Fox Sports 1 or ESPN, there are massive delays. There are... All like there's hiccups constantly because no one is prepared for this and the setups are not made for this. Like just the other day, I was watching ESPN's coverage of Tom Brady's, uh, you know, signing with Tampa Bay, and they were the the anchors were tossing to this GM and that GM, and so they would they take full screen like some guy on Skype who's just staring at his phone. And he's like tapping the screen on the phone, like, what's going on? He's like plugging his ear. And the announcer's like, I guess he can't hear me. What about you, Dan? Can you hear me? And Dan's just staring at the camera, can't hear anything. The anchors are like, nobody can hear me. This isn't working. <laughs> this is all happening on the air. I love it. <laughs> well, there you go. Dom's enjoying the chaos of it all. Ireland.com. Log on there, and you can see how and why Ireland is such a special place. It gives us all an opportunity to dream about better days that lie around the corner. And one of those things that lies around the corner in Ireland are the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world. Check it out. Breathe it in. Enjoy it. And plan accordingly. You can see it all right there at Ireland.com. All right. We have heard from a few people relative to what is going on. And one of those who has not only acted decisively, but done it with passion and with conviction and with transparency is the commissioner of the LPGA, Mike Wan. He released this to the world. Hey, guys, Mike Wan, LPGA commissioner here. I just wanted to take a minute to address our fans, our sponsors, our media partners, and of course, our athletes. And I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. I know these are anxious times. I know you're frustrated. I know you're worried. I share all the same sentiments. I don't have all the answers to all the questions. I'm getting emails and texts. What I do know is that after 70 years of business, the LPGA has never been stronger. We were never more prepared for the greatest year in our history in 2020. More events, more purses, more TV hours, more countries from around the world paying attention to women's professional golf. And with all that said, we're on a break. I know you don't like the break. I know I don't like the break, but let's face it. We're on a break for all the right reasons. There's people all over the world, including right here where I'm coming from, that are challenged by this virus and it's affecting people's personal lives. We need to do what we could to make sure that we weren't part of any kind of spread of this virus. At the same time, we're ready. Our sponsors are ready to play. Our TV partners are ready to showcase it. And I certainly know this, if I know anything over the weekend, our athletes are ready to tee it up. But we'll use golf to pull us together, not pull us apart. For me, golf has always been my safe place. When I was a kid to a 55-year-old executive, the golf course is where I go to relax, to get away from the worries of life 
and the worries of business. And it'll be the same as soon as I can get back there. In the meantime, share your stories with us. We'll keep sharing them with you. We'll work through this together. I'm really proud of the golf industry because it's a community. It's a place where we can live together if you're playing or if you're not. To our young athletes that are waiting to have their rookie year and our seasoned veterans that are waiting to have the Rolex, rookie, the Rolex player of the year that I know you want to have, we'll get back out there and we'll be playing sooner than later. In the meantime, take care of each other. Take care of the ones you love. Do the little things that can help slow this down so that when, we, when this is over and we can get this behind us, we can celebrate golf again the way it was meant to be celebrated. Hang in there. Live together. Love together. And sooner, sooner than later, we're going to bring the LPGA to countries all over the world. Thanks a lot, and stay safe. Isn't that great? That was Mike Wan, the commissioner of the LPGA. It was so good that we wanted to share it with all of you. So another thing I saw on social media, and I love the way that people in and around our game, the game of golf, are reaching out to the world because we have the social media platforms. And, yeah, part of it is about what Dob was talking about. It's fun to see people being casual or having fun. There was a video that went out. I saw it late yesterday afternoon, Justin Thomas uh, playing golf, and he went down in, like, a muddy, swampy area to play a shot. Did you see this, Dom? He had bare feet, no shirt on to hit this shot. And when he hit it, I guess he ended up birdie in the hole. Credit to him. But he said he said he, he got his, I guess, pants were covered with mud. And it's this goopy, swampy mud. Did you see what I'm talking about? I haven't seen that one, but have you seen the toilet paper challenge going around? <laughs> no, what's that? <laughs> so players on the European tour and the PGA tour player are seeing how long they can juggle a roll of toilet paper with the wedge. <laughs> really? Oh, oh yeah, they do 15, 20, 30 second videos. And some of them are hitting it. You know, like a trick shot. So they'll 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 bounce the the thing a roll of toilet paper like three, four, five, ten, fifteen times, and then take a full swing with the wedge. And some people are hitting it out of windows, but I saw other videos where people were just in their house and they would just whack it as hard as they can. It would just like hit a wall or break a picture or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I've seen toilet paper bowling. I've seen all kinds of things. Uh, so in any event, one of the things that we did see was a little. It was Padraig Harrington talking to the camera. I believe. That what you're about to hear was actually in his own backyard. I think he has a, has like a short game area, custom short game area. So he was talking about chipping, and I don't know about you, but but you listen to this different stuff. I'm saying it's not the chipping when he's going to go with the tennis ball, but you listen to this stuff that he does, and you'll pick up something that will help you in your game. Here's Padraig. Okay, a lot of times when I'm doing a clinic, people ask me, well, how much should I turn my hips? Where should I break my wrist in the backswing? Even how fast should I swing my arms in the backswing? This is a peak count drill, uh, slightly modified at the end. But basically, get a ball, put it in the fingers of your right hand if you're right-handed. Grab your right, right wrist, get into your golf posture, nice and comfortable. Okay, and the idea is you're going to try and throw the ball into the ground about two yards ahead of you and for it to go straight. Okay, so... Just like so. Obviously, if it goes right, your body's got ahead of it and your arms are behind you. And if you came over the top and pulled it, then yeah, it wouldn't come back to you. So throw it into the ground about two yards ahead of you, like so. Now, once you've advanced that, that's the perfect hip turn, perfect shoulder turn, perfect right angle, speed, perfect wrist, cock, everything about that is perfect. So once you've got comfortable, with those positions, you advance it and you get a golf club, hold it there and get the same positions and throw under. 
Now, the reason why we throw under here is because we want to keep our left shoulder from opening up. This is disastrous. Same as if you were playing, if you were throwing a baseball, you'd never left, let, let your left shoulder out of the way because you'd lose power. That would always stay with inside the confines of your chest. If you were kicking a ball, same thing. You would never let that out of the way. And that's the same in golf. We never want that wheeling out left. We want it under. And that's how you get the hip up and open. As you can see, you can find that solid left position. This is all stretched down here. This is crunched like somebody's punched me in the gut here. In the front, right. So I'm not leaning back, which would hurt your back. I'm leaning slightly back, but forward in this position. As you can see, everything, hip turn, the rhythm of it, like so. Getting get that impact position. Okay? You can try that at home. Can I just say something about Podrick? It's just, it's perfect just listening can to Can I Pod just he say something, like, Matt? I'm just going to say something. You couldn't even see it. It was perfect. Here's, here's the thing. It, I don't think Podrick did that video. I think he was alone, and that's what he does. And someone snuck in and took a video of it and just posted it like, oh, look, he's giving lessons. I think he just does that in his garage. He's like, see, see here. And then he just, <laughs> he just like all day with the tinkering, just nonstop. <laughs> Maybe if I throw the tennis ball like this and no one's even listening to him. They're not even looking at him. And he's just, <laughs> I bet I you it. anything. That was not like, that's how that played out. Someone, know, someone just, snuck in a, and took a video of it. The <laughs> only thing that would be better than that, which we just aired, would be if Miguel Angel Jimenez did his own thing. Well, there's a guy on the Corn Ferry Tour. I think I sent you a link to it. I forget his name. One of the guys on the Corn Ferry Tour took to Twitter and said, listen, I'm, uh, bro uh, like, I'm officially going to be broke because they play on the Corn Ferry Tour and they're not going to play for two months. He's like, I am now officially doing online lessons for 20 bucks a pop. Go. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, I haven't seen what kind of responses he's getting, but I bet you he's making money, and I bet you people are sending him plenty of stuff. That's classic. All right, thanks so much, folks, for joining us for today's show. Please be safe out there. Take care of each other. Have patience. Thank you to Eric Van Royen for joining us on the show. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye for now. Take your game to the max this spring with the all-new Tour X Golf Shoe from FootJoy. Fully loaded inside and out, Tour X delivers max stability, max control, and max comfort. So you can launch it past your buddies. The Tour X wraps your foot in coziness with an ortho light impressions fit bed and a foam collar around the heel, ensuring max in-shoe comfort and support. Tour proven by players like Kevin Kister and Rafael Cabrera-Bayo. Experience max performance for yourself with the all-new Tour X. Shop now at FootJoy.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. 
BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B, the Tour Ball. Reinvented. It's time for you to discover Stream Song, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com.